Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Put the Rad in Radical, and we are buzzing, buzzing over here because we have the amazing Jessica Marie. I actually, is that how you go by? Is that the name of choice? Um, it's Jessica, but I don't really care for my last name, so I always say Jessica Marie because it sounds like it has a little flair to it, but you it can call does. me Jess, Jessica. <laughs> we love it all. Yeah. Um, I got introduced to her via the power of the internet and I could not be more thrilled because her work is priceless. She is a powerhouse of a woman. Let's just say that first and foremost, she is a personal coach and I love the name of one of her programs, which we are going to dissect and get her to explain, but it's called the purposeful soul project. Mm, I'm having vibes for that. She helps women find their authentic self so that we can, on our own, live our best lives and live by our own rules. Check, check. Jess, I'm here for all this. <laughs> Self-healing, purpose, mindset, those are her jams. Girl, let's chat. What, where do we go, Amanda? Where do we go from here? Well, look, I mean, Jessica, thank you for taking the time because Ali has been raving about you and Raina and I jumped in like two feet, not a toe in. We jumped straight in. We were really <laughs> excited because we chat about a lot of the things that resonate with all of us. I mean, we'll, we'll ask in, in some more questions as we go, but you know, I know that you are really passionate about helping women find their inner voice. You're really passionate about helping them overcome maybe old self-limiting beliefs and really deepen their life purpose. But beyond that, it's to also really listen to what's going on inside their inner voice, go with their gut, um, and, and lots of self-healing. And to be honest, between the three of us, there's been lots of self-healing. There's been um, lots of overcoming depress depression or challenging episodes in life and really rediscovering our voices. And it sounds like that was what made you the perfect fit to chat with us on RAD was that is literally what you do. It's what you're passionate about and how you help serve your ecosystem. And so, um, you know, I would love for our listeners who maybe aren't aware of you or haven't, you know, been connected to through the world of social media, like Ali has been, to share where your story starts, because it sounds like there's been a lot of transformation for you. Like there was a lot of overcoming for you. So, you know, where are you from? Where does your story begin? And, and let's just, you know, let's dig through the trenches from there. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, <clears throat> as far as my journey, wow, it started, I think, 2016. I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio. I grew up in a smaller town, went to school actually for uh, fashion and marketing at the time. I always thought I would be um, a businesswoman. And at the time, I really didn't feel like I had a lot of resources to explore all parts of me. Um, so I thought, hey, fashion sounded really cool. So I ended up going to school for that. And I fell in love with Los Angeles. I've always wanted to move there. So picked up, packed my bags after a really bad breakup, moved to L.A., in 2016. And um, I started working for an activewear company. And through that, um, I just always told myself that I moved 2500 miles away, I need to make sure this is something I want to do. And I always had that mindset. So 
through working corporate, I just really didn't feel fully aligned with what I was doing. I also felt like I wasn't really serving a purpose or serving others. And I always felt like that was something I needed to do. Um, so through that, I ended up um, having a huge weight fluctuation. I gained 30 pounds in five short months. Um, and it was something that was so catastrophic to my body image, my, my mindset, um, and also my physical body. I've never had something to experience like that before. So with that being said, I really started to get more passionate about training, nutrition. Um, and through that, I really fell in love with how the body operated. So long story short, I wanted to become a health and fitness coach for women who were struggling with more so the mindset and the body image issues and the um, eating issues that they had around food and around their body. So started doing that. I left my corporate job um, and it was very exciting, very fulfilling. I felt like a really big passion for um, having my own business, having my own company, but also empowering women the way that I really, really wanted to. So through that, the pandemic hit. And that was a place for me to really look inward of where my life was going. I was also working um, with a uh, personal training company as well. So I was in person and virtual. Um, and all that kind of was gone in the instant, right? Everyone had like this big revelation through the pandemic and, and awareness of like, where am I going? What, what passions do I have? So that was really a big pivotal moment for me because I felt like that was time to reevaluate where my business was going and the impact I was making. And I started to do more self-development, um, personal development within myself. I started getting more into my spirituality um, and really kind of had a really big spiritual awakening through all of that time. And I started exploring that. So with that being said, um, I was starting to sprinkle a little bit of that into my client sessions, doing a little bit of the mindset work and the uh, mind rewiring, if you will, versus just doing personal training and, and nutrition. And then I started to realize my clients were like really absorbing this and saying this was changing my life, not the necessarily like training program or the nutrition. So with that, I was like, huh. Maybe I have something going here. I feel more passionate about talking about the mindset stuff and the like empowerment component of it. So that's when I decided that I needed to completely elevate my life and move fully into um, more of the mindset coaching. And I started working with somebody who was really allowing me to go deep within myself, within my spiritual my spirituality, but also like the traumas that I experienced and um all these different limiting beliefs that I had and so on and so forth. So through all of that, um, I really started to fall in love with the process of healing, like really, really deep healing. Um, and that's really where everything began and almost everything awakened within me to find out that more of my gift is to help serve others in this deeper way versus what I was doing. But I'm so grateful for all those journeys because they really opened me up and, and put me into a place of really expanding and absorbing a lot of the things I needed to go through in that life. And I'm not really honestly sure what I would still be doing if the pandemic never happened. So I'm really grateful for everything that's kind of put me in this place today. I love that little bit of gratitude around the pandemic because I think it's taken a lot of people 
till now to maybe see where the benefits from the pandemic have kind of helped their lives. I'm going back to what you said about you are a corporate girl, you know, you get a steady paycheck, move to LA, you have all these dreams. Where does a woman find their purpose to shift out of something that is so comfortable? Because a lot of girls, a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I know, they're in the corporate world. They love getting their paycheck, but maybe not feeling super purposeful. Yeah. And I think that's something that I think I was always born with this like ambitious to ambition, I should say, to always check in with myself. And like I said, in the beginning, I I told myself that I'm moving across the country, leaving my mom, I'm an only child. So leaving everything I knew behind in my small town to follow a dream, knew absolutely no one in the new city. Um, And I always told myself that if I'm not happy doing it, this is a land of opportunity and that, you know, setting myself up in a place where I can explore different opportunities and options, I think is really important for anybody who is looking to find more of a purpose in their life. And maybe that isn't corporate, or maybe that is, you know, pursuing something else other than what they, you know, went to school for or whatever that is, right? We're, we're all in a place of um, conditioning sometimes and that like, expectation of ourselves that we can't really break because we're so afraid of like if society is going to accept us so afraid if we fail um so for me it was more of like if I fail at least I tried and I moved everything here like I have to owe it to myself to like fully dive in and I think that's what really kept me going and again changing my whole business structure from like a fitness model to now like life coaching holistic wellness was a whole ball game and I am still fresh in it. But I think for me and for anybody listening, it's continue trying and pursuing because we have one life. And if we don't take that the way that it's meant to be, and we are meant to try, we are meant to fail continuously. Um, and I believe that we all have multiple purposes in our life, but we owe it to ourselves, to our soul, on having this human experience to at least give it a go. Um, So that's really like the whole mindset I have around just pursuing that and just continuously um, trying new things until you really feel like you fell in love and um, you feel like you finally have a purpose. I love that. I thank you for sharing so vulnerably too. I, you know, you said something about people you know, you would notice clients are like, I've noticed the same thing where I'm like, people know how to work out. They know how to eat now. There's meal plans everywhere. There's workout programs everywhere, but there's something bigger missing for people. And you figured that out. So my question for you is you talked um, a little bit about going into this process of healing or starting the process of healing. Where do people start for that? Or where do you direct people to start when they don't, you know, the workouts, I'm good, the nutrition, I'm good, but like mentally, where do you direct your people to start? Um, I would say, you know, it really, if, are you referring to more like when they're like at this place of like, okay, like I'm ready to kind of get into some type of like to, physical for a journey. shift, right? They're like, yeah, what sure. I'm doing isn't working or like, I know how to work out. I know this, but like, I'm inconsistent. Why am I inconsistent? You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of roadblocks that come in and, and I think that process of healing is kind of different for everyone, but I didn't know if there were tools that you used or something like that to help people kind of figure out where to start. Yeah, I think the biggest tool is 
you know, asking the right questions for people to gain their own self-awareness. Because I think we, as people, and I used to be like this, I would always tell my friends like the advice versus like holding space, letting them like allowing myself to listen and then asking questions. But as I've like grown in my profession, I realized that's what we need to do um, for people to have their own aha moments. So I think for anyone, it's like asking yourself the five whys or really digging deeper of like, what is the resistance behind um, this insecurity or this fear that you have, you know, it's like kind of looking underneath and looking in between the line to kind of figure out what it is, what is there. And for anybody who is super fresh into this, um, it's creating self-awareness of like, how have my issues come about? When did I start feeling insecure? Um, why do I feel like I can't be consistent? What, what am I resisting? What am I procrastinating? Why? Um, I love to give clients like the five why exercise, like I said, because you can ask why and then you find something out and you ask why again until you really get down to the really deep root and you're 90% of the time clients are just so stunned of like, this is where it comes from. Like uh, a past experience, a childhood trauma, mom and dad, like it's, it's really mind blowing, but you have to allow yourself to go there. So it's like really finding ways to open yourself up and create that awareness. Cause once you, I think flip that switch on, it's like, okay, now I can really start. You can't turn it off. Coming from. No, 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 you <laughs> yeah. really can't. And I think it, it's some people are like, you know, a blessing and a curse. But I think once you start doing the healing process, you start realizing like the process is a little bit, it can be rough and bumpy, but like, what isn't? But the, right. the other side of like that healed part of yourself is just truly beautiful. Um, That's powerful. Can I, I want to touch on this a little more because it takes a certain level of I'm tired of my own bullshit to finally turn the mirror on yourself and be like, actually, I'd love to get curious about why I procrastinate or have really inconsistent habits. And, you know, the three of us uh, have, you know, different perspectives on what procrastination can mean in someone's life. And, you know, we plan on talking about that in a future episode, but what I know is that you just mentioned like this concept of being willing to change and having to do that five why work of working layer, peeling layers of that onion back to get where you're going to the new level of you. But isn't it true that people are so afraid of change with the year that we had, everyone has had to pivot. Everybody has had to change the way they visit, the way they celebrate, the way they connect, the way they work. I mean, the way they make love, their house is now this, this temple for every single thing. Like when's the last time you checked in with it yourself and you're like, I eat, sleep, bathe, cook, teach, work all in the same room. So am I, am I doing okay right now after the year we've had? Um, but yeah. what, how, how can you, you know, maybe guide someone, someone, our listeners, anybody who a client, anybody, or who someone who follows you online, like to say this fear of change, this fear of failure, this fear of rejection, that too is also deep rooted in your, your, you holding yourself back somewhere. So how can somebody make that brave decision to look in the mirror and realize that change is good. In fact, you've been changing this entire time and you've survived a hundred percent of what you've navigated. So like, where did you find that resolve within you to say, this has to happen? Fear, failure, regardless. Like, what would you say to somebody who's like, I'm far too scared or, or afraid of change to make that first step? It is too big. Yeah. 
Um, I think the most gut-wrenching question to ask is, am I going to be okay with how life is if it's repeated for the same uh, day over and over for a year from now? Mm. And that was something, and also being in tune with your, your emotions and like, do you love waking up every day and doing what you're doing and having the same routine over and over and over? Do you love the people that are in your life? Are they uplifting you? Are you growing? Do you want to grow? You know, you start getting curious about parts of your life. And I think when people start realizing like, oh my gosh, I can't live the same day over and over again for another year from now, I'm going to literally explode. That's when you're like, change needs to happen. Fuck the fear. Yeah. Because what else is there to do? And I think for me, I was getting, um, I didn't mention this, but part of like my corporate job, I, I was starting to become depressed. I was crying after work. I was like, I am going to go crazy if I do this another day. We need to have another plan. And that's when I was like, you know what? Like leaving a stable paycheck to pursue a dream. And I felt internally the difference of like, pursuing that passion versus working another day and what I was doing, I was like, this is worth it. If I fail, I can go back to something, but I know I'm not going to fail because I'm trying. And a lot of people can't say they've done that. So for anyone who is feeling on this brink of like, oh my gosh, like I need change, but I'm afraid. It's like, well, what if things were, were the same for an entire year from now? How would you feel about life? how old are you? You're only getting older, right? You're only doing this. And, and, and all these things kind of come into your reflection. And when you can really get clear with yourself and say, I've had enough, I need something deeper, something more dramatic, impactful, purposeful. That's when you know, it's time to change. And I I really do feel like people have to come sometimes get to their rock bottom, their, their breaking point to really flip that switch to really say like enough is enough. I'm wondering if you have like, if I'm a client and I come to you and I've broken through this wall and I say, okay, you know what? Things need to change. We, we got to pivot. What are you, or even if you want to talk about your own personal practices, like, do you talk people through a morning routine, an evening routine? Do you give them book tips? Are you a journaler? Like, I think our listeners also love really tangible things that they can take away. So what are your tools that, you know, as a coach, you bring to the table for your clients who have, who have kind of decided I'm ready to step into my purpose. I need to start self-healing. Yeah. My big three non-negotiables are uh, meditation, journaling, and reading. So I usually give all my clients um, those, those action steps to do every day. And it's okay if they miss a day, but I really like to have those on their to-do list because it is really important. And that's a really big reason of how I got to where I'm at is sitting in that stillness and that silence um, within meditation. And in working yourself up to five minutes to 10 minutes, 20 to 30 to 40, um, and, and really using journaling as an outlet to express yourself, because a lot of people don't know how to do that, or they feel really vulnerable doing that to other people. So using their journal is such an important part. And I do that every single day and reading something that can challenge your mind. Um, one book I highly recommend is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Changed my life. 
Um, it was the first book I ever read within this work. And it's so, it's so powerful. And I think it's a really great beginner's book to really open yourself up to yourself and your mind and the monotonous routines that we put ourselves in. Um, so once you start those three things, I really think that you start to have this experience of something is bigger than myself and I'm meant for more. Oh man, I thought you might have seen all three of us looking like bobbleheads there for a second because you mentioned uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza and all of us went, yep, yep, we have mentioned this book on this podcast. So this, everybody, if you are listening to this and you're like, damn, that book again, this is Here's your, your sign. Yeah, that's your sign. Don't walk, run to go and get that audiobook, physical book, Kindle book, like you pick your medium of choice, but just go and check that out. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of um, self-awareness and honestly, a lot of self-confidence to reach a space like you've just shared in the sense of where you were like, I cannot go another day for a year doing the same corporate job. I'm, I'm just, I can't possibly do that. Um, I'm actually more afraid of what my life will feel like a year from now if I've groundhog day my way all the way to doing the same stuff for the next year. But that self-confidence is something that's like a muscle, something you need to work on and expand and grow and build and layer and all those things. And, you know, the three of us know that we've, we've had it knocked down, we've rebuilt it, like this is normal in life, we've all been there. How would you express to somebody who's like, not maybe built that muscle, not maybe explored their own internal self-confidence to get started there. Because a lot of this is trusting in you having your own back. But what does that look like for you when maybe you're guiding someone who doesn't have their self-confidence? What are some tips or, or a mindset shift? It doesn't even need to be tips, but like, where's a place for them to start maybe to, to grow that? Yeah. Um, I really think something that is important that goes along with this. And even um, what Ali mentioned before about like actual tips when it comes to, um, you know, making that flip the switch on your life kind of thing. It's, it's also like having the confidence starts with, you know, getting curious about yourself, but also finding people and places and things that are interested in what you're doing or elevating themselves, growing themselves, right? That was something that was really big for me. It was like creating community or finding people in the space that were like interested in what I wanted to do. So I think for anyone who is looking to gain confidence or um, also surround themselves with like-minded people, because that is so important is um, find Facebook groups, find like in-person communities that are just like doing what you do, even passion and hobbies, right? You can really grow from that and being in person connecting. Um, but as far as like, when it comes to confidence and really building that, I think for me, I started to journal a lot and also using like affirmations, but not in a way of like, I am beautiful. I am pretty because sometimes people are like, I'm not there yet, or I don't feel that. So it's like really making like I am statements to feel true to you. Like I am working towards loving all parts of myself. I am working towards um, finding myself beautiful, whatever that is. Um, and I would just really say that, and again, surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like your best self, allow you to grow and, and uh, really acknowledge you for who you are. Um, I think I had like quite a bit of toxic friendships, relationships that really kind of like dwindled my light and made me feel so um, self-confident. But Another thing was that when I started doing this work, I started realizing like it wasn't, oh, I just wanted to lose 20 pounds so that I can 
find a partner, it was like, oh, like, I just don't feel worthy of myself. Why? And like exploring mm. that um, and, and really shedding those layers like little by little. But it did start with like finding people that like loved and valued me too, the way that I did with them. Um, so journaling, um, surrounding yourself with like unconditional love, support systems, um, and doing things that you love to do that make you feel positive and your best self. Like, again, doing things that like you want to feel like your higher self or your best self is doing um, and starting to embody the qualities of her. And then you can start slowly shifting into the person that you really are within um, and like start doing those things. I love that. You you talk on community a lot. And I see like even Ali was like, you know, doing all dramatic thing. Like, obviously, like, community has been, like, one of the biggest things, I think. I'm just going to talk about the three of us that, like, carried us through 2020. Like, being able to get on a Zoom and meet with my two best friends face-to-face every week and just, like, talk through things. I think there was so much healing in that. So, I mean, you even mentioned about going from, was it Iowa or Ohio to California? Like, there's obviously a community piece missing for you at that moment. What were some of the things that you did to find that community again for people who are like, literally, I have no idea where to start. I'm not going to go to the grocery store and talk to the person behind the camera, right? Like, what do you, how do you grow more community around you intentionally? Um, I would say you kind of have to get out of your comfort zone and meet people. So like I said, like going places, like for me, Um, when I first was originally starting in like health and fitness, like I wanted to live like in Venice and Santa Monica, like where all like the fitness people hung out. Um, so I would just like make myself appearant to go to the beach and go to the boardwalk. Um, and, um, also got really creative with like Facebook, um, Facebook groups. And then when I started, uh, working at, um, a gym out there, I started meeting people that way. So it's like, even anybody listening to of like, you're in a new place, like go get a part-time job somewhere and meet people do something that is in your realm of interest. If that's a career move, or if that's just like, you love, love books, like go work at a bookstore for a little bit, meet people that way. So I think it's like getting out of your comfort zone in one way or another to meet people organically, but also use the internet as a resource. Like I, I just moved, I didn't even mention this, but I just moved to um, Dallas, Texas about a month ago and um um, I'm using like Facebook uh Facebook groups to like find other people in um my realm of interest and it's actually been really positive so far and also again like getting into places of interest like meditation studios yoga studios meeting like-minded people I think that's really important is to just get yourself in person of the places you would hang out because your other people that are like you are gonna hang out there too Oh my God, Jessica, that is the best way to wrap this interview with encouraging people to reach out to their communities, to not, you know, go through things alone, to be able to tap into the power of rallying with other people who are like-minded and share the headspace that maybe you're not quite in yet, but that's okay because you know, after having done that journaling and that internal work that, you know, you just mentioned that you know that that's where you're going, where your affirmations are saying, I am actively working on rebuilding a positive community for myself, right? Like how about we, we throw that one in there as well. And um, I think that that's such a powerful message too, after the year we've had 
this year that doesn't seem to end as well. Like it's, it all feels like it's meshed in together with 2021 sometimes. So if you're listening now and you found yourself struggling with building your confidence or, fi- or finding that quiet so you can listen to your gut or breaking through the fear of failure and, and maybe being willing to embrace the vulnerability, which is actual total bravery the way Jessica has. And I hope that this has been a powerful reminder for you. So send it to someone who needs to hear it. But first, we would love to send our listeners to find you, Jessica where like let us know what what courses do you offer what website can they visit how can they you know stalk you on social before they go meet their communities in person like what where can we find you yeah um i'm really big on instagram um jessica marie step all one word um and i actually just launched my purposeful soul project 2.0 um one-on-one coaching group i'm so excited for that um, you can go directly to my Instagram, go to the link in my bio, book a free call, um, grab your favorite beverage. Let's have a coffee day kind of vibe. Um, but you also can go to my website, check out more about what I do, what I offer there. And it's Jessica Marie step.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can catch me there and really excited to connect with all of you. And just thank you so much for this opportunity. It was amazing. You guys are just so incredible and love this conversation. Oh, that means so much to all of us. Well, everybody, listen, let's just thank Jessica for her time by visiting her and dropping her a DM and letting her know we love her work. Thank you for chatting with us. We're so grateful. And um, don't forget to share this with a friend. Follow us on our social. Let's put the rad and radical um, where we chat with all sorts of amazing people who are doing their best to live a rad life. And Jessica, we're so glad that you could be part of our community now too. So um, share, like, subscribe to our newsletter, follow us online, and we will see you next time for our next episode of Rad.